Welcome to Weekly Insights at Winthrop Capital Management, where we discuss recent developments currently shaping the markets and industries in the global economy. Here's your host, Chief Investment Officer, Greg Hahn. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. I'm Greg Hahn, President and Chief Investment Officer for Winthrop Capital Management. With me in the studio today, Amy Anderson. Good morning. Good morning, Production Coordinator and Adam Coons, Portfolio Manager, Trader. How are you, man? Doing well. Good. Good, good, good. You had a good weekend? It was a good weekend. Did you hit any potholes? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did. Yes, okay. (laughs) For all of our listeners, be careful out there. It is pothole season. (laughs) It really is. So... So soon, we'll be we'll be getting into the gardening planting season. It's going to come up quick, but we're we're almost through February. So um, unreal. Yeah, be thankful. Uh, but we've got some news to cover and some impact on the global stage. So it was uh, stunning last week that Russia invaded Ukraine. So we're going to cover uh, eight themes that we have for investors. Uh, in how what that means, and then uh, you've got some earnings you want to talk about and yep. some stock. Um, stock stuff. So we'll try to wrap all that up in 15 minutes. But um, just to put a context around what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, and not to go too deep into it, but um, in Russia's attempt to put the band back together, uh, they've they've, um, invaded Ukraine um, under some uh, rationalization that they have. But the market, the S&P 500, Adam, was at one point down five and a quarter, but ended Totally flat. Yeah, it was it was crazy. The volatility was all over the place. I mean, just just on the day of the the invasion, the Nasdaq was down three percent up until about noon, started reverse, and ended the day up three percent. Yeah, it's wild. But so um, these tend to be pretty quick moving uh, wars and energy dislocation uh, related uh, at at the the market impacts quick. The repercussions, though, however, are going to last. Um, but the context of this is, if you look at Russia's economy, Russia is not a deep uh, tech manufacturing company. It's an agriculture economy. It's rich in natural resources. So their biggest exports are energy. Um, and then they're one of the largest wheat. Yep. Both right. Ukraine and Russia are the war- largest wheat um, uh, exporters. But we're looking at, according to Eurostat, 30% of the oil in Europe and 40% of the natural gas comes from Russia. So it's 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 a big it's deal, figure, yeah. right? So part of the issue in, in navigating this is how much pain is Europe willing to inflict on itself? So we're going through this period where we're reading about sanctions. What does it mean to put sanctions on Russia to penalize them? And um, we saw that with the SWIFT system. So that's the uh, the um, international banking system where money moves between banks. And so that um, the uh, several countries, including the United States and United Kingdom, have taken steps to block Russian banks from being in the SWIFT system. Yeah, and so the downside of that obviously is um, that means there are payments that aren't going to be made today. So you're going to have a lot of overdrafts and whatnot, similar to what we saw in 2020 when we suddenly saw people not being able to make payments. Basically, it's you got to think of the supply of money is moving in both directions. So right. like you just said, it is going to create pain for the U.S. and, and, and Europe. Um, I, if you know the name, Zoltan Pozar from Credit Suisse put out a note this morning if you like a copy, send me an email. But it's a little technical, but talking about how uh, shutting this down will effectively undo quantitative tightening is going to make the Fed's balance sheet grow. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> well, and that that actually leads to one of the points we're talking about is that in in a period of global um, 
dislocations like this, where markets dislocate, the playbook for the Fed and central banks is to provide liquidity. Yep. Well, we're on the doorstep of the Fed tightening in the March at the March meeting. Yep. <laughs> Fifty basis points <laughs> is off is off the table. Well, we're still probably in the camp that they could move 25 basis points, but it's counter to what the markets need right now, which exactly. is which is liquidity. So I wouldn't be surprised personally if they kick the can down the road and push the, the increase to the next meeting. But yeah. Um, so energy, uh, obviously the oil was up over 102 bucks a barrel. So that's almost a 30% increase in the price of oil so far this year. Um and it's coming at a weird time, a bad time, actually, because we've got uh, demand increasing following the pandemic as the economy opens up. And then supplies have actually um, been been fairly low. Yep. So that's going to put a squeeze. Um, but this, you know, this, this the, a lot of the energy, the natural gas is uh, to Germany particularly comes from Russia. Um, so this is going to impact European growth too. So we'll feel the pressure near term uh, because of elevated energy prices. But Europe's a, more of a manufacturing-based economy, so uh, especially coming out of Germany. So energy costs are important to manufacturing and trade. We're also going to see, we expect, an increase in defense spending. <laughs> so um, what was stunning this weekend is Germany, I don't know if you saw this, Germany announced that they're going to spend 2% of GDP. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the requirement under their NATO agreement. Right. And so they haven't been meeting it for many years. So uh, they've only been spending 1.5%. On, yeah, that's uh, one of Trump's big complaints. And so in uh, literally 30 minutes, I think they, they shifted 30 years of right. – <laughs> Of policy and and uh, so this is and it's interesting. I mean, this is Angela Merkel, right? This is his the successor, and so uh, three months in office, what a shift. Um, and Zelensky, I don't know if you followed what Zelensky's no. been doing. I mean, this is a guy who, I mean, I'm just my admiration for him has grown as a leader. I mean, he's literally at the front lines with the the troops. The president of the Ukraine is defending the country. So. Um, and then inflation. So what does this mean for inflation, right? So it's, we're going to squeeze energy. It's going to impact inflation. We're going to squeeze um, commodities. Commodity prices are going to go up, especially w- with wheat right. supply. If you look at um, the app that we use to track marine traffic, mm-hmm. if you look at what's going on in the Black Sea, because they pretty much, the Russian are barricading the, the ports. So you can't, there is no trade coming out of the Black Sea right now. Got it. So it's um, it's going to impact um, inflation. So that'll that'll kind of be a carry through. Um, and so the the near term, we expect pressure on emerging markets. So yeah. the emerging markets are financed largely through the European banks, but if they can't access capital, the European banks are basically in protection mode. That flow into into the emerging economies is going to run dry. So. Um, uh, Part of our theme, our preference is a marginal shift from the emerging economy into um, into the developed countries. But we have to be careful around Europe because Europe, right. Europe's going to slow. All right. Uh, let's talk about stocks and then we'll come back to. Yes, I mean, we kind of mentioned the volatility has continued to be elevated. The, the VIX is above 30 right now. So I kind of the standard is anything above 20 is, is heightened volatility. Um, so... It, but I would say, on the other hand, uh, VIX of 30 with everything that's going on is, is really not too bad. But 
Um, really what it's bringing is the S&P is down 8% year to date. The NASDAQ is still down uh, 12% year to date. Um, so it, it still is a painful year. And then obviously when you look globally, uh, Russia, as, no surprise, is down 40% year to date. Uh, their, their stock market is rightfully so uh, declining. But it, surprisingly, um, Europe is still outperforming. So if you look, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the, the EFI um, outperforming U.S. stocks, it's only down 9%. So it, it is still working. Um, they are giving back some of their gains with with the declines over the last couple of weeks. But uh, in the U.S., we had some earnings last week. Uh, two big ones were Home Depot and Lowe's. Um, Home Depot has been the outperformer uh, over the last 12 months. It's up 24% versus uh, Lowe's. Um, is up about 20%. So you could say they're about the same, but um, Home Depot did actually fall in earnings. So their guidance was was a little bit lighter. They're, they're having more difficulty passing through uh, mm-hmm. price increases. And then Lowe's, uh, some of their online sales have, have helped them uh, and margins have actually improved uh, despite uh, Home Depot saying the opposite, they couldn't pass through costs. Gross margins increased from 33% to 32%. So that stock was up four percent. So uh, same, you know, same sector, but uh, two stocks that are diverging uh, a little bit uh, kind of tells you that execution matters uh, mm-hmm. even more so with uh, the kind of the prices of, of goods uh, flowing through more. So that it, basically, we're kind of wrapping up earnings. I would say as a whole, um, kind of. A, a, difficult earnings season where if you just look at the raw number, it looks like, okay, um, the S&P 500 kind of came in line, but the, the biggest difference was that there were a lot of companies that did really poorly. We talked last week, there's several companies down almost 50%, Meta mm-hmm. down 47%, CoStar is down 42%. So yep. within the S&P 500, there are a lot of stocks that are down uh, pretty hard. So um, it is definitely a stock picker's market right now. Yeah, and I'm more sanguine just just generally because the, the guidance lower is the is really the, the the kind of the canary in the coal mine. Yeah. So it's it's a warning sign uh, for investors. They're great companies with great business models, which lends itself to the stock picker market. But just buying the basis, you have to be really careful on the basis. And, and the equally weighted benchmarks have done. Yeah, those have outperformed. Yeah, uh, you done know. better than the market weighted benchmarks yep. domestically. All right. What else do we need to cover for the week? Anything? That- I'll just wrap up real quick with obviously spreads and, and rates are have have gone out. Um, and I wanted to highlight high yield. So kind of dipped below 3% back last year, maintained around 3.5% over the last couple of years, but it spiked to 5.6% on the high yield index is it from a yield basis. So uh, if you've been out of fixed income and you're looking for yield, it's, it's a little easier to get right now. How have tips been performing? <laughs> Negative, right? Negative so, returns. So we're, we're 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 fairly critical of tips because they have the words inflation protection in them. So the consumer would normally think, "Hey, this is the way to automatically protect me." But they're very they're very technical yeah. uh, instruments, and so the they're actually fairly concentrated in their holdings, in their in in their ownership. The, right. There's a limited number of holders, large holders of this, which can have an influence on price. Uh, and the the uh, the adjustments for the increase in inflation have um, have not really been what we expected. No. So uh, we've, we've shifted, we have small, small piece of tips and most of what we're doing there has been shifted into short credit. Yep. Which pretty much responds the same way. All right. Anything else, Adam, on your end? Nothing here. Thank you for listening. Be careful out there this week. The potholes and the, uh, the markets are bad enough, right? <laughs> right? So thanks for listening. 
All investments are subject to risk, including the possible loss of the money you invest. The information presented in this podcast is intended for educational purposes only and does not take into consideration your personal circumstances or other factors that may be important in making investment decisions. You may access and download this podcast only for your personal and non-commercial use. You may not use it in any other manner or for any other purpose without Winthrop's written permission. Copyright 2020, Winthrop Capital Management, LLC. All rights reserved.